0: It's good to be back with everyone again today. We have another record descendant, and uh it's good that you've logged in. I'm afraid people are going' we're going to overwhelm the lines uh today uh we We have expanded the largest trunk we can find and uh, uh but um we do expect a very high attendance so it's good to be with everyone. Good to see you again on the phone Andrew and uh I'm going to go forward with the actual teaching. We want to get as much learning as we possibly can in the time that we're all investing together, and so let's get right into the content. Our subject is Optimizing Your Headlines, How Changing a Few Words Can Help or heard, Conversion, and uh, we're going to uh, kind of talk about that in a unique way. There's a combination of case studies and tests and examples and an actual template I want to work with you so that you can get a sense of how to get your headlines right. Truth is, if you want to increase conversion, headlines and subject lines should be at the top of your list. Uh, most of us know that it's difficult to change some of the problems in our legacy systems with a lot of the big companies. It's difficult to change programming features in your cart. It's difficult to uh, to do a lot of the things that you'd like to do on your site. But when it comes to ease, Typically, changing a headline is one of the easiest things you can do. That's important not just because of the fact that you can do it so with, with such little effort, but also because in our test, it's one of those elements which can have the greatest impact on your overall conversion. So you have something kind of remarkable that takes place, and that is that by changing a headline in the right way, You're kind of getting the most in terms of results for the least in terms of energy. It's a very efficient, it's a very promising element for you to consider in your testing. But here's the problem. Over and over again, I talk to people about headlines. I review headlines. I listen. Before this clinic, we reviewed the best books we could find on the subject, written by, you know, well-known, famous marketing authors. And I still don't think most of us understand How to construct the headline for maximum impact. I'm not saying that we have all the answers. Marketing experiments is a research laboratory. We've pioneered a science called offer response optimization and in that, in that effort we are constantly running experiments and we are constantly learning. I don't feel like an expert but what I have had the benefit of is watching tests around the world take place in these various areas and we now have the largest library of experiments and tests in the entire world so we've learned some things from this and through all of this testing I've discovered that people need a simple clearer understanding of what it takes to construct or to compose an effective headline now I only have a little bit of time with you I am not I have, I'm not interested in getting on this call and investing such valuable time that with you from both your side and from our side and simply showing you some good headlines or giving you uh, some encouraging words from other marketers and a point or two. I, I want to actually, and I don't know if I can, but my goal is to help many of you, most of you on this call today to actually improve in your ability to write headlines. And I want to say this to any of you that have never felt particularly competent in that area, that based on some of the principles I've taught earlier, such as this, clarity trumps persuasion, you're going to discover that it's not as much a kind of persuasive vocabulary and sizzling marketer's gift that will empower you to write headlines as it is an understanding of the true objective, uh, a kind of more... It's more engineering than intuitive genius. And I want to help you engineer better headlines in the brief time that we have together. So we're going to do that, and I'd like to start right away with a case study. And uh, here it is. We conducted a test with a research partner to increase the click-through rate of pay-per-click campaigns. We had a primary research question, and that is, which headline style performs better? A statement or a question. And then we split traffic evenly across the ad groups. One was a question-style headline, and the other was a three-statement-style headline. And for this case study, I want to look at two ads from the group that performed best. This is Test Protocol 4009 in our records. We're going to draw from that to try and teach you something. So let's look at the actual headlines themselves. You'll see them now on your screen, or you'll see them in just a moment. It says Need Website Content, and it says Web Content Make Money. All right? Look at the two of these. Think about them. And tell us which one of these headlines. I'm going to open up a poll, and I want you to vote for it. So let's get the poll going. Uh, you should see a poll on your screen. And uh, you can begin to vote. Tell us which headline is best the control or the treatment. If you've never voted and been on these clinics with us before, in the little box that you have that kind of is controlling this presentation, there is a drop-down that says poll. and Actually, I think even with your screen you you can do so, but we're going to be showing you the results. You're doing well. Keep going. I'm watching the votes come in and I'm giving us time to reach validity. The audience size is so large we can actually conduct a useful experiment here. All right. For some of you who may be – there we go. Good. I'm going to give you about five more seconds, and then let's see what the actual results are of the poll, and then let's see what the results were of the test. All right. My my audience gets more sophisticated. I can tell as time passes. For some of you that uh, I can tell based on the chat, we need to we need to continue to talk to those. We've reached the maximum size, and and if you have not already logged into the phone call, and of course you can't hear this, people can't get in. Um, but we will solve that uh, if we can come up with a system large enough to handle us. All right. I'm going to close the poll out and show you the results, here's how you voted. According to the numbers I have, 55% of you voted for the control and 45% of you voted for the treatment. All right, so what did the actual test reveal? I think that's what we need to look at right now. So here we have the control. And uh, I'm going to hide the results of the polls so you can see it. The control was 2.71%. The treatment was 1.99%. The relative difference was 36.18%. And you got it right. And I'm proud of you because, as Hunter will tell you, who's the editor of the journal, and going to be joining me in a little bit talking with you, uh, you uh, 90% of the time our audience misses it on these polls. So, well done. And I want to ask you a question. Use the Q&A feature and just talk to me for a second. Tell me, and this is going to be very important, I'm going to discern why you got it right or why you got it wrong. Tell me why you think the control outperformed the treatment. All right, just use your chat features, and I'm going to kind of talk to you. So here's what the audience is saying. The treatment did not make grammatical sense. Make money sounds spammy. Because the headline was a question. Uh, now, the treatment was grammatically incorrect. Uh, the statement didn't make sense. The control was conversational. The word free content. There was a problem and solution in the treatments or in the controls ad. Uh, the first ad was just more compelling. Uh, and uh, let me see what else you're saying to me if these are coming in. It begs a response. The control does. There was clarity in the control someone else But right, Now, as, as you're putting all these in and they're, and they're coming in by hundreds, I just want to say this. About half of what I'm reading is wrong, I think. And it raises the question, uh, what is the real underlying principle that guides the development of a great headline? And even if you happen to get it right instinctively, can you break it down in such a way as to communicate it to others so the rest of your department can get it right? The truth is, we need to kind of dig down deep in the cognitive psychology that's associated with headlines. We have not thought enough about how people are thinking when it comes to the headlines we present to them. Let's, let's just move on and think some more. I want to show you another case study. So here is Sean Tierney of Jumpbox. Here's of A-B test and group conversion on a per-click landing page. The vast majority of the page retain the same design and copy the headline section and the elements around the headline changed. I want to show you the control, and you should be able to see that in just a moment. This is the original page. Here's the headline, Open Source Web Applications Made Simple. I'll give you just a moment. Hopefully all of you can see that. Look at that for a moment, because I'm going to ask you to vote again in just a moment. Open Source Web Applications Made Simple. Now tell me, Think about that, and now let's look at the treatment. Here's the treatment. Open source made simple. That's the headline with a subheader. And let's look at them side by side to help you kind of get a sense of the two. So open source web application made simple. And then look at the, on the right-hand side, open source made simple. I'm going to open the poll again. Pardon? I want to open the poll again and have you vote on on this one. All right? Okay. I'll tell you what. Just use your just use your Q and A feature. Hunter's telling me he's in the office. He's in the in the production room with me. Use your Q and A feature. Tell me which one is best. Was it control or treatment? Just type in your answers. I'm watching. All right. Control, control, treatment, 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 control, 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 treatment. I'm gonna let them come in because we count these, we or at least we study every single response in, in to our clinics. Typically there'll be uh you know, a, a pretty long record here that we go through in detail. Interesting. Control, control, treatment, 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 control, control, treatment, control. Let's see. Let's see. So I'm gonna go forward and show you the actual results. All right, relative difference between the control and the treatment. Treatment outperformed the control by 87.61%. Control was 11.3%. Treatment was 21.2%. The treatment was a home run for this group. Now, take a moment, one last time, and, and, I, and be thoughtful about this because I'm paying attention. I'm reading them now. I'm telling a few, but we're going to go back and read all of these. Tell us why the treatment beat the control. Let me see your thinking. Someone says it's short and scannable. The subheads added important info. The sales text was just on one line. It was easier to understand, clearer, a few words. Let me get more here. Better eye flow. Runs anywhere is an important benefit. Applications were clearer, broke out to a visual. It was more readily understood by the reader. Treatment was concise. The images made more sense. I'll oh, Clear USP, and uh, Paula says explain what the graphics were for the different systems, and Brenda says it gave direct benefits, and Jeff said uh, the why and the how was clear, it was easy, and, and uh, someone else said, uh, Diana said it was more attractive and easy. All right, now, look at that for a moment. Think about it, and let's get to a, a kind of fundamental question, and that is, let's suppose that you were in charge of designing these headlines. Now, you probably have some way you write headlines, but do you have a, a fundamental understanding from a kind of protocol that allows you to write headlines in the best possible way? To work with this, to kind of talk about this, I'm going to be bringing in uh, some of our team members. Jimmy Ellis is on our phone, is an expert in this. Aaron Rosenthal, both of them working in our sciences group. Uh, uh, Hunter. Boyle is on the call. He's the editor of the Market Experiment Journal, and he's going to talk to you about how we wrote headlines. Also, we conducted a headline test with you for this clinic, and it's really quite fascinating. I'm going to show you the results of that. And if time permits, I want to actually begin to optimize headlines from the audience. The neat thing about that is we can do it fast, because all we're going to look at is your headlines. But let's see how time permits. For now, there's something much more important that I think needs to happen, and that is that we need to answer What I think is the critical question presented to us by all of this content, and that is, all right, is there a way for us to systematically improve our headlines? More importantly, underneath that question, there is this one. How do I compose headlines to achieve maximum results? And I want to start with an example, and then I want to break it down. Here's an old headline, or one from our site. And we've picked it simply because it follows precisely the protocol and it's also, it's been, it's been extremely effective. It sold out the event. So let's look at the headline for just a moment and think about it and ask ourselves, what are the elements of this headline that make it so effective? If you'll think about it, it violates right now some of the advice given in the site just through the information that you provided as you talked about why the other headlines work. One of the things that I heard people saying is, the control performed well because it asked a question. That can work, and that can backfire. In fact, we ran an experiment with that with you that we'll show you before we're all done. Instead, I want you to look at this headline, and I want you to ask yourself, what is it about this that's unique? What makes this headline particularly effective? And as you're thinking about it, I want to start to kind of talk about it. In a minute, I'll kind of let you see it again, but I want to lay something over it, and I want to talk about Form. you notice at the top it says form. We're going to break down this composition into form and substance. Now, I'm trained primarily as a philosopher. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I teach. I'm on the faculty at Cambridge for transforming business in the U.K., and so I'm involved in business. But I, I want to think philosophically about these headlines for just a moment and get underneath here and think and, and, and more or less answer the question as to what, is the, what are the elements that make a headline work. And to do that, I want to say, first of all, we are confused about the objective. The objective of your headline is not to sell. Now, I have watched many, many headlines over these last many years work very hard to sell you something. But it's rare or almost impossible that someone is going to purchase because of the headline. Most of our projects fail in marketing and in life because we're not clear as to what our true objective is. I have seen emails work very hard to sell me, to send me then to a landing page that again works very hard to sell me. And the question is, what was the original objective of the email? If the objective was to sell me in the email when I got to the landing page, I didn't need to be sold again. The goal of most emails should be simply to get a click, which means often... You need to cut your copy dramatically and only do enough to get them to the click to the page where the true sell can take place. I want to go back from that and talk about headline. The goal of your headline is not to sell your product. Your average, your average person is, is receiving at least 600 offers a week. As the 600 offers come in, and this is the whole key to understanding headlines. You've got to get inside of the mind of that harried, frenzied person. 600 offers come in a week. They are trying to filter at the highest possible speed, and their, their mindset is to eliminate, not to add. They're trying to destroy. They're trying to throw away. It's like when you go to your mailbox and you get a stack of letters and half of it's garbage, and your goal, your goal is to kind of discern, is this valuable or not? And as fast as possible, you're trying to eliminate all the envelopes you don't even want to open, all the mail you don't want to have to waste your time on to get to the ones that you should. Now, in that kind of thinking process, and we're just, this is cognitive psychology, there's something that must happen with the headline that interrupts the will to, to eliminate. When someone's coming through your site, they're actually trying to eliminate options. They're, in most cases, moving through search engines across multiple opportunities, and you have a moment to do something that creates a connection. If you try and make your headline work too hard, do too much, it will neither get the connection or sell the product. But if you understand who you're talking to based on what your product is, and if you initiate conversation based on a much more modest objective, you can get a headline that will work. So I want to talk about how that looks in actually the design of a headline. And, and some of you are going to have questions, and we're going to try to take questions and answers as well. It just depends on our time. But I, I want to work through the first key of this approach. Let me just go here. The headline draws your reader only into the next line. Typically, that's your subheader. Now, it's very important that you, you capture three things here. The goal of the headline is to connect your reader. It's to stop the... The search, it's to interrupt that process for a moment. Now, here's what's interesting. Once you've interrupted the reader's thoughts, you never want to interrupt them again. You only want to anticipate them and meet the void that you're creating through the, the sequence of thoughts in their mind as they entertain your offer. So the headline is different than every other piece of text on your website or in your print collateral. It actually wants to stop the reader. It must stop them. They're flying by. You must have that mindset. Maybe they'll come just to your side to think about you, but even then they're making a judgment call as to whether to engage further in your text. So the headline stops a kind of frantic search and interrupts it with something promising enough to get them to do only one thing, and that's to read the subheader. Now, why is that the case? Why, why, why even have the subheader? In most cases, that's very important because the subheader can carry more information than your headline can. If you try to make the headline drive them into the body copy, promise the offer, or do too much work, it ends up being too long. And you don't interrupt the reader. The reader scans by the headline looking for me. The main headline... Captures the reader's attention. That's what it does. Interrupts them and points them to the subheader. And then the subheader does a very, very important job. In some cases, and in fact, if you're thinking right now how to improve your own pages, because the goal of this whole, this whole time today is to give you a skill that you can go back and apply, then you probably ought to be paying a lot of attention to your subheaders because I see people work forever to get their headline right, and then they put down a weak subheader. The subheader is your key transition text and it does the heavy lifting. It does the hard work. The 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 headline, think of it first of all, it's like a guy, they're running by your doorway. The headline is the guy who reaches out, grabs them by the shoulder, jerks them in, and throws them in front of somebody who talks to him for two minutes and tries to get them to stay. The guy talking, the second person in that in that uh analogy is your subheader. And the subheader is very important because done right, it starts a conversation. The headline is not a conversation. Yelling at someone does not initiate a conversation. When you start the headline, you're not interacting. You're stopping them. Once they read the subheader, you've started to interact. If the subheader works properly, it connects them to your first paragraph of copy. Now, if you are doing this right, here's what's happening. You caught someone on the way by by saying something honest and credible. We'll talk about the wording in just a bit, but gets them drawn into your headline, and I mean into your subheader. And the subheader promises enough. Promises enough. That's very important. Hemingway said, "Make every word tell." Some people, depending on the quote, he also I heard him say I heard it said he said make every sentence tell. But whichever one he said, uh, I would only say make every subheader tell and every word of your subheader tell. Don't waste any words. It promises enough to do one thing. The subheader doesn't sell either. The subheader gets you to read the first paragraph. Now, the first paragraph, then, does the special job necessary to engage them with your offer. The headline's job May talk about your offer it may say free it may say twenty nine ninety five but that's not enough that 's not enough in itself to drive the sale. It must do more than that. you need to explain it or promise enough with a subheader or whatever it takes, depending on the mindset of the person who's reading your headline to get them into the first paragraph and the first paragraph engages them in your offer now i 'd like to say this for many of you that are online right now who still Uh, who've heard me say this before, but you may not have caught it, and it may not be your fault. It may just be that I'm a bad teacher. People don't buy from websites. People buy from people. And so many of our, we don't use the headline right. Once we know what the objective is, we are not driving them in from the subheader into paragraph copy. We just drive them into bullet text. There's not enough engagement with the offer. There are exceptions to the rules. There's exceptions to everything I'm telling you right now. I I want to give you that caveat. I believe in testing. I don't believe in gurus. Not when it comes to the Internet. I test my own theory and I learn constantly. But we have high probabilities here when we make our picks. Often we test things radically different than what we expect so we can beat our suppositions. But what I want you to understand is that for the most part, you should have a paragraph of text that's connected tightly with your subheader and your headline. Now, I I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to say to you again, for those of you that feel like, well, I'm not an expert in copywriting. See, it's okay. This is engineering. This is building blocks. You can do this. You can do this. So let's go a step further. Uh I want to take I want to take this as, and apply it to the page you're seeing right now. Give me a second. Let's do that. We're going to break this down. All right. So here is Here is the page that we just saw. What is the Burgundy Text for? The Burgundy Text is an exception. It's answering a question that I thought was very important because this offer talks about Marketing Sherpa and Marketing Experiments. And as you probably know, they're the same organ. They're two separate companies, but Marketing Experiments, Marketing Sherpa are all in the same identical research group, so they're sister organizations. And Marketing Experiments has some of its scientists teaching at this event. And... We didn't want brand confusion. And we didn't want them to be confused about the first question on their mind when they land in your site, and that's where am I at. So I took the extreme the extreme risk of adding a third headline, uh, but it's not really a headline. It's kind of a tag. You're here. I made it smaller so it wouldn't compete with the main piece, and then I made it burgundy so the path would catch it and then move on to the large text. 2008 landing page optimization workshop. That sounds like a lousy headline. I could give you 12 reasons why that looks like a lousy headline. I could even tell you how to improve it. But it was very important in this case because of the fact that we're dealing with an audience that's used to Sherpa summits. I won't get into that now. So look instead how it drives you into the subheader, and look at the main work being done by the subheader to get you in the first paragraph. Optimize your key web pages in just 12 hours. Get expert analysis. Achieve professional certification. All I need is one of those three to get you into the first paragraph. And what does the first paragraph do? It builds a problem. In most cases, we're presenting solutions before we build problems. Build the problem. If the solution, if the problem is intense and acute and known and implied, then still imply it, but don't ignore it. Don't hammer people with a solution before they're ready to receive it. You can't fill up a glass, before it's empty. Create a void and fill the space. All right. Now, this is about form and structure. And what I want to do with you is I want to help you think about that in terms of wording because the next piece is not form, it's substance. All right, so you get a sense, hopefully, a template in your mind. You say, okay, now I get what the objective is of the header or the headline and the subheader and the first paragraph. But help me now understand how to get the right words in there, and I want to do that by showing you examples of good headlines and bad headlines. And then, I, and before I do that, I want to give you the three key principles for for getting the words right in your headlines. Okay, so let's do that, and uh, and we still have another case study coming as well. So here is the qualities, three qualities that make a headline particularly effective. All right. First of all, clarity. Uh, I'm going to say one of my favorite lines, clarity trumps persuasion. I saw it again today in an experiment that we ran, clarity trumps persuasion. I don't care if you don't know the fanciest marketing word. Help me understand clearly. That's, that's a key to effectiveness with your headlines. You would be shocked. We'll see if we do live optimization of how many headlines do not, do not communicate clearly. Now, I'm sure that some of you on this phone are better at numbers. There's different kinds of marketers than you are at uh, literature. Sure, some of you on this phone are better at sales, language, and crafting, and spin than others. But I'm convinced that everyone on this phone call can think well enough to write one sentence clear. And I am telling you that clarity with regards to your value proposition or the reason to get to the next line is the most important element to start with. The next one is relevance. I'm only going to to talk about three. We could talk about 30 things, but I want to give you three that we can burn into your mind because these three are vital. Clarity, relevance, and as I third is coming up. Relevance is vital because it doesn't matter how clear it is. If it's the wrong audience, if it's the wrong prospect, or if it's the wrong person, then, of course, the offer is you're wasting your time and you're wasting their time. You need a headline that is especially relevant to the need on the mind of the person coming through the channel to your site. Now, if the headline is the first thought, now, there's a difference in a headline and a, and a paid search ad and a headline and a landing page, but the bottom line is relevance is vital. We'll talk more about it with examples coming up. And finally, credibility. This is where we fell the most. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I bet you this is where we fell the most. Even, even when we're clear, our, 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 our grammar is full of apparent lies. You are marketing to a postmodern consumer who can terminate your existence with one click, and he does not believe or she does not believe what you're saying because most of the world is lying to them. Because of the 600 offers that they received this week, you're 599, and they don't believe the other 580. In the same day, they've been hit with ads for Viagra, for Nicaraguan money schemes, for more pictures of Paris Hilton, and for the greatest marketing book ever written. And then you come along and say, you know, that you're the fastest, you're the best. All they need to hear is two seconds of that, two split seconds, two, mi- two two nanoseconds of that, and they're they're eliminating your opportunity. And I don't blame them because they've been inundated with false claims. You've got to know how to write with credibility. What you say, Andrew said, Nicaragua and Nigerian. It's both, uh, Andrew. Uh, it's. I'm looking at the questions as they come in across the, across the, uh, the screen. So, I'm, in fact, I'm sitting here in front of a whole bank. I've got ten, I think it's ten monitors in front of me. Uh, in any event, you need to learn how to speak with credibility. And I, I've written a piece called Transparent Marketing. You can get it on the website. It's free. I'm not selling anything to you. Uh, go there and, and get it and read it if you'd like. It will help you tremendously think about how to write with a, a, a whole new level of credibility you're going to get diminishing results in most of your business spaces. There are some exceptions. You know, get rich quick. Pe- the same people who are supporting the people in the Nigerian conspiracy, and they are supporting them, and it is isn't. isn't. It isn't, It is a cottage industry over there, those people will buy into hype. But that audience shrinks every year, and you better learn how to talk differently or you'll never, ever get the headlines working as they should, and you're going to find that you're working against diminishing returns. So, clarity, relevance, credibility. Wish I had all of you in front of me and we could quote both back to each other, but please lock them down because we're going to apply them. This is all theory for now, but it's about to change. All right. Now, let's look at these two ads and let's ask ourselves what's wrong with the second one. And this time, let's think systematically about it. Now, you've got to know that this is just a paid search ad. It's headline and subheader. You've got to think that the second part, these two lines, their job is to get you in to click. So the, first, the headline stops you. The second one engages you into the click. And then that's what should get you from a matching headline that's greased. When I say greased, they already have an interest. This next headline should not stop the flow but drive them very fast into the body copy that sells. With that in mind, audience, look at that now and tell me what's wrong with the second one, thinking about those three words. Clarity, relevance, credibility. And thinking about design, the form. The clarity is wrong. It's confusing. It's not clear. That's right. It's absolutely right. You know, someone said it was a grammar problem, and you were earlier in the, when I asked you, and, you know, you were right. The grammar is not, is inhibiting The clarity, but the true issue is not the grammar, it's the clarity. Bad grammar often works very well in headlines, very well. The problem really isn't the structure of incomplete sentences or phrases or run-ons or any of that. The problem is the lack of clarity in the way the words run together. All right. Now, everyone is seeing the problem of credibility. All right. What else is the problem? Is there a relevance problem? Someone tell me on the honest. Just use use your notes. How is there a relevance issue? Okay, so Jeff says the control speaks about what the audience is seeking. This is Jeff Graves. The treatment is more generic. I-, I think that's true. It's more relevant. The control is more treat is more relevant to what the ideal prospect is looking for. And making money versus getting paid has a different connotation, uh, Barbara Rudd says. And um, uh, someone's thinking about the actual search term they came in on. That's a valid way to think about relevance in this particular case. And uh, someone else is thinking uh, get paid is action-oriented. Let me let me suggest this, just because it hasn't been said yet. Get paid is something that is done for you. Make money is something that you do yourself. Uh, I, while we're thinking about that for a moment, I've got one of the top paid search experts in the world on the line. He works in our sciences laboratory. Aaron Rosenthal, talk to me for a second. Uh, what do you see looking at this ad? Are you able to unmute, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Sorry for that. Okay. So, so diagnose the problem
0: with treatment one.
1: Well, one of the one of the issues with the, with with treatment one, and let me let me set up the scenario a little bit. The uh, I believe the new uh, website content. Had, uh, question mark had been run against several different statements, uh, not just this. But again, this was this was a this was a pay per click test that I wasn't uh, that I, I don't believe that I was uh, specifically involved in. Um, but one of the issues with the, the web content make money is it's not setting up the problem. It's not setting up what uh, it's not building that issue in their 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 mind. Keep in mind they're looking for free content. Uh, so it, it's not addressing the initial uh, concern when somebody came to Google or Yahoo and, ter- and searched for free content. Um, it, 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 at that t- point in time, they had not been considering, uh, even though you were able to get generate free content and actually earn a little revenue for that content, uh, they, weren't, they weren't yet considering that. They were just looking for free content. So you introduced elements. That they weren't, that they weren't yet prepared for, it, nor were they looking for it. They were just looking for free content at this point in time.
0: Very critical, very important. We could say much more. I'm going to move on, so the audience gets exposure to lots more. Uh, Aaron, that's very good. Absolutely right. I look now at the next one. I, we're not going to dwell. On, we're going to move on, but I want to go back now. Look at this one again, and I want to. I'm, wa- I'm watching your responses. What's the difference? Think about the three key words. They are, again, uh, credibility, I'm going in reverse order, relevance, and what is the first one? Type it in, guys. You can't see it. So who remembers the first one? Clarity. Very good. All right, so now, looking at these three, what's wrong with this ad? Talking about the first one, the one on the left side. You're you're telling me what's right with the one on the right. Why did this version win? All right, I'll I'll go with that. Tell me that. Good. All right, I'm listening to these come in. Stop for a second. Tell me what's wrong with the left ad. You're right. You're doing a good job on the right ad, but let's change the question. What's wrong with the ad uh, on the left, with the page on the left? All right. Open source web applications made simple. Uh, the credibility is lacking. It's not clear what the icons represent, says Damien. The control hides the subhead. Good point. There's a lot that's wrong with this. Keep going, guys. Subheader's invisible. Thank you. Wrong color font on that background. Your subheader's losing its impact. Uh, fails to stop me by the break of the keywords. I would go with that. Harder to read at every level, says Randy Purcell. Very good. The graphics do not stand out. That's absolutely right. Too many lines, it says uh, Farrell. Not necessarily. I, I would say you can go with more lines if you have the right things to say, but uh, it would be much better in a shorter line. I would agree. Uh, break in flow of the small text at the bottom is too small. Let me see. Something else. The logo. Give me one more really brilliant comment here. Good. The relevance to my need is not highlighted or emphasized. Very, very good. That was a very good point. Alright, now, let's then move on. Now, I, 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 there's a method to my madness. If you are following us right now, I hope that my pace is right for you. I want to show you what the person around the test said about this. This is the actual uh, marketing expert, not our team member, but on the other side. This was a case study done with Marketing Sherpa. And we're going to look at the, you know, this is his comment. But from here, I want to sh- quickly show you good and bad headlines. One really good headline, and then I want to I want to get Hunter Boyle, who is the who writes our headlines for the journal, to quickly tell you his approach and thinking as we work through headlines on the journal. And then from there, and you're going to see when. By the way, you're going to see good and bad headlines coming from us because we're testing constantly. Uh, be, don't be careful about copying what we do. Uh, but, uh, then I, then I want to go forward and actually take you to a really interesting case study and then I'm going to do live optimization. But I don't think I've, I've impacted you enough yet in your thinking process with, with examples. So bear with me because uh, the teacher in me doesn't want to just fly by and entertain you. I want, I want to make a point and drive it home. Alright, so. I think it's interesting to see the lesson that Sean learned. He says the bigger thing I learned from those trials was that for all the debate we had over which design was better, this is an internal marketing debate, ultimately design was completely eclipsed in the importance by clarity or brevity of the messaging. What does that say to you? Clarity trumps persuasion. All right, let's go on. Let's look at some good and bad headlines or strong and weak headlines. It's here, the new phone, iPhone 3G twice as fast, half the price. That is a strong headline. It's a strong headline for lots of reasons. Most of all, there was a, already a large uh, audience of prospects waiting for it. The most important question on their mind is, is it out yet? It's answered now. It's here. Then it's followed up with clarity about what it is, but it emphasizes in the subheader twice as fast half the price. All I want to do, and I'm going to do this for 10 seconds, improve that subheader. Tell me one thing that would improve the subheader. Cause it's great, it's great as it stands, but you can improve it. <laughs> color, good, good. Dan Moore, Corey Got it, Kathy Beck, Travis, the color is wrong. That light gray is disguising the major impact of that text. It's a great headline, but the color is wrong. Alright, so let's look at this, uh, paid search ad. Shoes, shoes, shoes. Uh, our team rates this as strong. The repetition of the word shoe three times is questionable. Uh, but the fast free shipping, 365 days, they're starting to go somewhere with that. There's some strength to that headline. I don't know if I'd rate it as strong, but it's certainly better than the one that's underneath it. What's wrong, you guys tell me, what's wrong with the orange mortgage headline that we see right down here at the bottom? Clarity. Yes, what's a orange mortgage? <laughs> I don't understand. I guarantee I dare you when you get off the phone to start cruising the internet and just look at the headline and ask yourself, what were they thinking? It's it's unbelievable. And that's good news for you. You can win by just being clear. All right, so you could we could talk about this headline more, but let's move on to another page and look real quickly. Here is uh a weak headline, what's wrong with this cashy ad at the top? You'll get there in a second. I know there's a slight delay between my screen and yours. All right. 37% of you can see the new page. If you can't see it yet, it's coming. All right. I think uh, most of you have got it, and the rest of you just stand by. It'll be there. 96% of you have it. Look, our food connects to that paid search ad, Cachy All Natural Food. What's wrong with this headline? Jimmy Ellis, are you on the line? Jimmy Ellis? I am
2: it's, here.
0: All uh, right. In a minute, I want you to talk to me about this headline. Uh, but before I do, I'm, I, I want the audience, tell me, what's wrong with the Cashy headline? It's very hard to read, someone says. Yep. And that's a clarity issue, isn't it? You're going to find that these three buckets of clarity, relevance, and credibility, you can drop so much into those buckets. Uh <laughs> What what else is wrong with it? Look at this. Look at their slogan. And I don't mean to be hard on these people and or their marketing team. This is, I don't know them, and I, I don't want to be critical. I'm just trying to help my students. But here's this this is a there's a great slogan. Seven whole grains on a mission. They even bothered to buck that. I'd give it to them for free. <laughs> what does that mean? And 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 worse. It has zero connection to the cache at the top. It's spaced in the wrong area. It's too small, and you can't read it. This is a, is a headline and a site designed by a guy who thinks like a magazine writer, not a web writer. But let's look at it for a second. The audience has found some great problems with it. Food is generic. Uh, you can't connect the brand with a headline. Very good, Phil. Jimmy, diagnose that one before we look at the bottom one. Give me just a quick what's wrong with its headline. Sure.
2: The main thing is it doesn't connect... Between the ad and the actual landing page headline there 's no connection between those keywords you 're using it's the whole all natural that 's what is all about, and it starts talking about health, food taste, and healthy so there 's a disconnect there, but even in what you were saying there 's a huge barrier between you know the text on the image with the logo up top it just doesn 't flow it 's not clear where do I go? What do I do? How does this mean anything compared to what I just clicked on in terms of the ad so it 's just not communicating. Their initial motivation of clicking through about all, all natural healthy foods.
0: All right, now, I, you're, you're perfect. I, I have another comment to make, and I hope this will help the audience because I see this a lot. I have a different question. What is the headline? Before you tell me what's wrong with it, I'm not sure which one's the headline. If, 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 I'm assuming the headline, and I'm not saying this to Steve or Jimmy, just to you, but I mean the whole audience. I, I, I'm assuming the headline, really, I mean, just based on size, is our food. And uh, then in reverse text, you're trying to make sense out of what the world our food means, because you sure didn't figure it out from looking at the word seven whole grains on a mission. Not that you saw it, because you, your eyes went by it. Let's move on. Uh, this is my challenge. This is a stronger. I'm not saying it's a great headline, but it's a stronger headline. But there's problems with it. Tell me what's right about the headline, audience. Jenny, I'm going to have you talk on this for two in a second. Uh, Someone says, I want to see a fat person. That's Travis. Travis, I don't know how to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Clarity says, Prudence. It's not feeding doesn't better. Relevance connects to the ad. Instant credibility. Great text is hard to read. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, but that's not what's right about it. Tell me what's right about it. Challenges you to join. Uh, encourages action. The headline connects; it correlates with the Google ad. There's some good points. All right, so we have some. We have some. Uh, I would guess we have some clarity, uh, but not quite enough, in my estimation. We we have some credibility because we have a real person there talking, but not quite enough. And uh, and we clearly have some relevance, but the relevance will be much stronger because no one reads the gray text; they go to the brown. This is my challenge. This is how the iPad is. Then they look at the guy on the right. That's not first, yeah, from the eyes from the girl's face they go across. But this is my challenge in the guy on the right, and you're still not perfectly sure where you're at. This is not a strong headline, but it's it's stronger than the top one. That's all we're showing you, Jimmy. How would you fix this?
2: Well, I would I would start by identifying their problem. You know, identifying their weight problem, and you, you can't do it with gray text on a white background. When you talk about the things that are right, the only thing that I see that's right is that the contrast of this is my challenge actually stands out like a, a standard headline should, but you should never put that text above it. Um, shouldn't be
0: caps either, should it, Jimmy?
2: No, it shouldn't be, no, I was, was going to do that next. Yeah, the mm-hmm. thing has been tested over and over again, and people just, they, it's difficult to scan and read text like this. You usually read with, if if anything, capitalize the first word, but it just depends on your personal style with headlines. You can do the first word of every word, or first letter, I'm sorry, of every word. Or you can do the standard uh, punctuation in a regular sentence. Um, All right. Good. Ahead.
0: Go ahead, Jimmy. I want to. I want to move this, uh, Jimmy. I want. I want you to talk to the next slide. Uh, but I'm going to move this. The reason is because I'm trying to get as much. I want to help this audience as hard, as much as absolutely possible. And we're 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 our time is running away. Jimmy, you designed this. This is an example of a, a of a pretty good headline on a really good e-commerce design, and I, it can only take two minutes, Jimmy, but can you tell us the strategy of this headline and the subheaders and, and paragraph text?
2: Well, the, the first thing I would do is identify their problem directly from the ad, so it's 50 million pound challenge. Looping. Oh, no,
0: no, Jimmy, Jimmy, you look at the wrong one, it hasn't changed yet. I've moved on to, watch your screen again, I'm sorry, friend.
2: Oh, there, it just switched on me.
0: Yeah, this is the one you designed, obviously you didn't design that one. Uh, this one, is, uh, you did. A, this was a superb test. Oh, this was a superb design. Give us two minutes to write. This, this applies to all of e-commerce, and then I'm going to shift with Hunter and tell you our step-by-step protocol for doing. I think I'm going to do that. Our step-by-step protocol. All right, so, for writing headlines. Go
2: ahead, Jimmy. So this takes what would be a more generic type of headline, which was what we're, t- we're not talking about, but we're proving it. So what happens is we're saying. The best mobility product at the best price guaranteed, and we are proving those statements. So that's, you know, we're talking about using clarity, we're talking about communicating value proposition and relevance. What happens is, in the mind of the customer, they're thinking the same things. How do I get a really great mobility chair or product, and how do I get the best price? And so we are, we're connecting with them in the mind of the customer with that headline, and then we're proving it. We're adding the credibility with the elements right below you. The 30-day money-back guarantee, that's the guarantee. The 100%. One hundred and ten percent low price guarantee that proves that we have the best price, and then the free shipping is just an extra incentive so in, in terms of how we 're connecting all these elements, you get the headline, you have this little intro section that also talks about how they guarantee their products the you know, same thing it, it, it connects to the headline saying that it 's the best product best price and it 's guaranteed, and then we use the images and what 's ha- really cool here is how this connects to the rest of the entire site. We communicate this, this information, this value prop information in every single page in the site and even through the order process. Uh, and it was, you know, it, it really worked well, so. Excellent.
0: Alright. as an excellent example of, of the job done right. You, it's possible you could take those three and put it above the paragraph, but otherwise the word best mobility, I see that kind of wording all the time at the best price. It's meaningless dribble because it's not quantifiable unless you have something like this to support it. Alright? Let's let's think about our time. Um, I, I need you to stop and do something. Do I need to do a part two on headlines? Because I haven't got to Hunter's part yet, and I have one more experiment to show you. Um, quickly, quickly, walk to, uh, just use the Q&A and tell me if I need to do a part two. I, I'm only going to ask this question for ten more seconds, and I've got to move on. All right, so... All right, we'll, we'll consider that. And, uh, Hunter, uh, if, if you guys will stay with me right till 4, I'm going to pack every minute. The last thing I want to show you is this. When we sent you out the invitation to this clinic, we tested three headlines. And I want to show you which one performed the best, and I want you to help us figure out why. But to do that, I, I want to put the genius on the line that did the three headlines, and, and let him tell you how we build headlines here. You're going to have to do it fast, brother, uh, but go for it. This is Hunter Boyle.
2: Uh We can't hear you, Hunter.
0: Can't hear you, Hunter. I think you're muted. You
2: know, if, if you keep saying that Hunter, you know, did some smart things, he's gonna start asking for raises. We don't want any of that, so I'm not sure if we can Hunter speak anymore.
0: Yeah, you know, for some reason we can't hear Hunter. I think it's a sign from God. Well, <laughs> let 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 me let me just let me just get, let's just uh, switch him over to to one of our other lines, okay? Go ahead, Hunter. Hunter's going to talk now, and I'm going to mute, guys. Is that better? Great. There you are. So there go
3: my first 30 seconds. Thanks. Perfect. Tech team.
2: (laughs) Basically, uh, what
3: we're going to try and do here is just walk you through a couple of methods that you might find helpful for pre-testing your own headlines, what we kind of call pre-testing and and what we call cross-testing. And you can use these with a couple of different departments in your organization, if you're in marketing, check with your editorial. If you're in editorial, work with marketing, etc. Basically, what you can see on the slide is that the process works somewhat like product development, where you get a small team involved and you try a couple of different uh, headlines, say you write five, ten, whatever you need, with a variety of angles to try and get a couple of the best ones that you can, rather than just writing and trying to get the perfect headline to fit the first time. You write a bunch more. You try and get some feedback from your colleagues. Again, if it's marketing and you work with editorial or copywriters or freelance writers, what have you, get some ideas from them and some feedback from them.
2: Whittle those
3: lines down to your top three. Take a sample from a couple of your top customers or some of your external peers. I know it might sound a little bit cumbersome, you don't have to ask the CEO or anything like that, but just get some feedback from some outside perspectives as well. This really keys into the clarity issue and to the relevance and credibility. You'll get some feedback that you might not have um, thought about as the writer. And you can do it in a bunch of different ways. You can use IM. You can use Twitter. You can do it via email as long as you don't wear it out. But just ask them to rate the headlines from one to five, or tell them which one you like best and which ones you don't and why. You can use that feedback and get the best, strongest headlines to put directly in your test, and when you get to that stage, if you're going to do a test with email, you can do a smaller send, maybe 1,000 or 2,000 names, whatever it takes for you to get validity on your list before you put it out to, say, your entire email list or put it on a white paper, or put it on your blog, et cetera, et cetera. And that process in and of itself feeds into another approach, which is what we kind of call cross-testing headlines. The real short version of this idea is just that you can use a bunch of different channels in different ways. PPC has very short titles, but the copying lines one and two are long, Consider using those as a test for your emails and vice versa. If you're looking for shorter email subject lines, look at PPC titles and see how these things cross pollinate each other. They also work with PR and blog titles, site titles, links, things like that, and they can all
0: feed into your headline process. All right. Excellent, Hunter. I appreciate you he's, he's trying to speak fast. I'm coming to the best part of the whole program. Let's do that with you right now. Before I do, the one thing I'd add to what Hunter said is. Uh, break those headlines once you've written them into psychological categories, determining which psychological mechanism or element they're appealing to. And then don't just test the wording. What you're testing is the psychological category. Discover which psychological category produces the highest, and it will improve all your copy. We can talk more about that later. I may do a class on, on, on here with cognitive psychology for this, but let's keep going. Here's a test. Here's the one you participated in. Split test. Uh, let me back it up. Uh, primary research question: Which subject line would achieve the highest open rate? Which subject line would achieve the highest click-through rate? We broke it into a single factorial design: A B split, A B C split. Actually, here are the three headlines. Look at them right now and tell me which one do you think produced the highest results. I'm going to open the poll. Vote quickly here, and we'll look at your votes. Which one produced the highest results? All right, so you should be able to see a poll here in just a second opening on your screen. Yes? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to wait. Just use your Q&A and tell me real fast which one was the best. All right. Interesting. A, B, or C, A, B, or C. Lots of A's, some B's, some C's. All right, now, here's what's interesting. Look at this design of this. Web clinic invitation, next web clinic, and headline optimization. Uh, I want you to stop now, and now when you vote, I just want you to take your letter, and I want you to tell me why you think that one was best. And think about the three the three things, credibility, relevance, and clarity. Tell me why some of you uh, said B is better. Tell me why is B going to win? Why is B going to win? All right? All right, so here's what I'm hearing. Uh, B, uh, A, engages the reader. Uh, C is, um uh, promises results. Uh, B is relevant. C solved my problem, improved conversions, clarity. B is relevant to the audience. Lots of you have chosen C. Uh, C implies an actionable takeaway. C leads to problems and solutions. C is clear. C is something I'm interested in, not in, in another web clinic. Very, very good thoughts. Alright, uh, let me just, <laughs> let me just, uh, and C doesn't promise the moon, so that's credibility, right? Uh, C solves a problem. That's relevant. All right. Let's look at the actual results, guys. Uh, big slide of the day. Which one produced? We're going to find out now. Okay. Web clinic invitation, 11.8%. Next, Web clinic. I know you're waiting for it. I, it's, uh, most of you got it. The rest will get it shortly. 11.9%. Headline optimization, the third one, C, 12.9%. Relative difference uh, is 11.1%, but C was, C and in terms of clicks, C was also forwarded 24.2% more often than the other versions. That's a remarkable piece of information. That designs for me three more tests I need to make. What's really interesting is not just the open and click-through, but the forwarding associated with it. Now, let me argue for A, the lowest performer, and then argue for C, and we're done. I'm going to let you go. But if you listen to this for a second, you'll see all this come together. A tells you that it's the web clinic invitation, and it came from Marketing Experiments, and we assume you know our brand, and it gives you a reason you might want to open. You might have had a positive experience in the past. You might be watching for the web clinic invitations. After all, you signed up for them in the past, or you wouldn't be getting the invitation, for the most part, or at least you're a subscriber. So headlines. Uh, You know, it's telling you what it is. It's identifying. It's an important point that it's making. The problem is we think you get these frequently. C takes the most important word in the entire sentence and makes it the first word you see, headline. By the time you've got the second word, optimization, you actually already get the gist. Now, look at next web, look at B. The word optimizing doesn't appear until the fourth word. The word headline doesn't appear until the fifth word. And in the other one, in the top one, one, two, three, four, five, both A and B, you don't even get to the word headline until the fifth word. C puts the most important word first, combines it with the action that you need to take, and then it does something else. It doesn't say improve conversions. It promises a lot for a little. Small changes that can boost conversion. Now, I hope this, I hope it didn't lie to you. I don't care if the headline performs, but it didn't produce, uh, you know, in terms of integrity. I, what we tried to do is exactly what this headline is saying, help you learn to optimize your headlines, give you small changes that can actually boost your conversions. And I think it it promises more, and it gets to the main information quicker, and so it produces uh, a better return. Having said all that, I want to thank you. We're going to be back. Uh, in our next session, we are going to do uh, possibly a number two on this topic, but we've got a very special clinic already booked next week on uh, with our, that will probably continue. Stay tuned. It's two weeks from now with Brian Carroll, who wrote the book. Some uh, of our researchers here, but he wrote the book, Lead Generation for the Complex Cell. He uh, runs uh, a 65-foot team uh, that, that conducts research in this area and conducts actual experimentation and does lead generation. Uh, we may be talking with Brian in two weeks. What I'd like to ask you to do before you go, however, is can you just take a moment to give us feedback on the event? Uh, I, I want to I dismiss everything, but I'd really love to get your feedback. That's, that's what's driving the growth of these events. We pay a lot of attention to what you're saying. We're trying so hard to help you in, the, in, this, in this precious hour that we've all invested together. So let us know your feedback. Just use your Q&A feature and tell us. We'll pay close attention to that. And if you enjoyed this event, may I invite you to share this with a friend and also consider one of these marketingexperiment.com uh, workshops that's coming up where we're going to be, te- I'm going to be teaching for eight hours optimization with a whole team of our scientists. We appreciate you today and we look forward to talking to you again next week.